Welcome to the Next Steps Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Greg Whiting. We're reading through the one-year chronological Bible, and today's reading is January 22nd. Job's fourth speech, a response to Zophar, Job 12, 1 to 25. Verse 1. Then Job replied, Doubtless you are the only people who matter, and wisdom will die with you. I think that might be a little sarcastic. But I have a mind as well as you. I'm not inferior to you. Who does not know all these things? I have become a laughing stock to my friends, though I called on God and he answered, a mere laughing stock, though righteous and blameless. Those who are at ease have contempt for misfortune as the fate of those whose feet are slipping. The tents of marauders are undisturbed and those who provoke God are secure, those God has in his hand. But ask the animals and they will teach you, or the birds in the sky and they will tell you, or speak to the earth and it will teach you, or let the fish in the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. Does not the ear test words as the tongue tastes food? Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not life, long life, bring understanding? To God belong wisdom and power. Counsel and understanding are his. What he tears down cannot be rebuilt. Those he imprisons cannot be released. If he holds back the waters, there is drought. If he lets them loose, they devastate the land. To him belong strength and insight. Both deceived and deceiver are his. He leads rulers away stripped and makes fools of judges. He takes off the shackles put on by kings and ties a loincloth around their waist. He leads priests away stripped and overthrows officials long established. He silences the lips of trusted advisors and takes away the discernment of elders. He pours contempt on nobles and disarms the mighty. He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings utter darkness into the light. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and disperses them. He deprives the leaders of the earth of their reason. He makes them wander in a trackless waste. They grope in darkness with no light. He makes them stagger like drunkards. Job wants to argue his case with God. Job 13, 1-19 My eyes have seen all this. My ears have heard and understood it. What you know, I also know. I am not inferior to you, but I desire to speak to the Almighty and to argue my case with God. You, however, smear me with lies. You are worthless physicians, all of you. If only you would be altogether silent. For you, that would be wisdom. Hear now my argument. Listen to the pleas of my lips. Will you speak wickedly on God's behalf? Will you speak deceitfully for him? Will you show him partiality? Will you argue the case for God? Would it turn out well if he examined you? Could you deceive him as you might deceive a mortal? He would surely call you to account if you secretly showed partiality. Would not his splendor terrify you? Would not the dread of him fall on you? Your maxims are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Keep silent and let me speak. Then let come to me what may. Why do I put myself in jeopardy and take my life in my hands? Though he slay me, Yet will I hope in him. I will surely defend my ways to his face. Indeed, this will turn out for my deliverance, for no godless person would dare come before him. Listen carefully to what I say. Let my words ring in your ears. Now that I've prepared my case, I know I will be vindicated. Can anyone bring charges against me? If so, I will be silent and die.
Job asks how he has sinned. Job 13.20 through 14.22 Only grant me these two things, God, and then I will not hide from you. Withdraw your hand far from me and stop frightening me with your terrors. Then summon me and I will answer, or let me speak and you reply to me. How many wrongs and sins have I committed? Show me my offense and my sin. Why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy? Will you torment a windblown leaf? Will you chase after dry chaff? For you write down bitter things against me and make me reap the sins of my youth. You fasten my feet in shackles. You keep close watch in all my paths by putting marks on the soles of my feet. So man wastes away like something rotten, like a garment eaten by moths. Mortals, born of woman, are a few days and full of trouble. They spring up like flowers and wither away. Like fleeting shadows, they do not endure. Do you fix your eye on them? Will you bring them before you for judgment? Who can bring what is pure from the impure? No one. A person's days are determined. You have decreed the number of his months and have set limits he cannot exceed. So look away from him and let him alone till he has put in his time like a hired laborer. At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its new shoots will not fail. Its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump die in the soil. Yet at the scent of winter water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. But a man dies and is laid low. He breathes his last and is no more. As the water of a lake dries up, or a riverbed becomes parched and dry, so he lies down and does not rise. Till the heavens are no more, people will not awake or be roused from their sleep. If only you would hide me in the grave and conceal me till your anger has passed. If only you would set me a time and then remember me. If someone dies, will they live again? All the days of my hard service, I will wait for my renewal to come. You will call and I will answer you. You will long for the creature your hands have made. Surely then you will count my steps, but not keep track of my sin. My offenses will be sealed up in a bag. You will cover over my sin. But as a mountain erodes and crumbles... And as a rock is moved from its place, as water wears away stones and torrents wash away the soil, so you destroy a person's hope. You overpower them once for all and they are gone. You change their countenance and send them away. If their children are honored, they do not know it. If their offspring are brought low, they do not see it. They feel but the pain of their own bodies and mourn only for themselves. That is the end of the reading for January 22nd. So you've got Job um, kind of confronting his accusers, his friends, in, in, in specifically at, at beginning the response to Zophar. Um, and then he's, he's kind of saying, I don't know, he's kind of, as though he's kind of working with his defense witness saying, I want to present this before the judge, even though he's talking about what he wants to talk to God about. Um, and then he, he asked God, you know, what, what have I done? How have I sinned? <laughs> and he is contemplating the end of man. So, so what do I take from this? I, um, I mean, Job is, is, I think, in the line of genre of poetry, um, but it's a true story. And um, it, it's interesting. You know, I, what I like, one of the things I like about this book is, the, the realness of the emotions are brought out. And uh, even emotions as it relates to God and the despair 
that Job is feeling. And also his disagreement with his so-called friends who are supposed to be giving him godly biblical counsel. Um, I think to me, it's, it's instructive of, of what we see throughout scriptures that God allows for this kind of uh, debate and this kind of emotion and, and doesn't necessarily um, punish just because we're sharing what's really going on in our hearts. Father, I want to thank you uh, for this reading. I want to thank you for the book of Job. I want to thank you for what you did in Job's life. Uh, I want to thank you, Father, for the responses he has to his friends who uh, certainly are saying things that sound very biblical, and yet they're not actually true according to his life experience. And Lord, you've allowed Job also to speak to you, to cry out, to wonder why, to struggle with what seems to be punishment, even though um, he has been faithful to you. So Father, help me to learn from that. Help me to be real with you. Help me to be contemplative, um, but also to um, to speak what, what I know to be true. And, and I'll thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.